Yes, amen, amen, hallelujah. We thank God for such a powerful worship and we give glory to God for showering us with his blessings this morning, this afternoon, sorry. Um, thank you for our powerful worship. This is Living Effectively. Um, welcome to the Gospel Adventure into the Word of God, accessible by faith. May God bless you you as you seek his wisdom for by making kings reign and princesses make decree we welcome um, the woman of god to continue with the word today and may we all be blessed welcome amen amen thank you so much um um I'm going to go ahead and share, we're going to go ahead and watch a, a, a video a little bit before we go into the word of God. Thank you so much. Go ahead.
Brother Sakuda, we don't hear it, your the video. We can't, we can't still hear the video. Brother Sakuda, we still can't hear the video. There is no sound. Yeah, it's my dad's not here right now, so it's me doing it. Um, I'm trying to see how to do it though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um. So you can't hear the audio? No, I can't. When you um have to share the video, there should be something that should automatically pop up with it saying to click to the audio of that specific screen that you're sharing. Um, let me see. Stop sharing your screen and then start sharing it again. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live. Now we can hear it. Why do you have to do this? Naomi. Who's Naomi? Naomi had two sons. I married one. Orpah married the other. Then both sons died. So Naomi, whose own husband had died years before, had no one to look after her. She decided to return to her family's home in Bethlehem. And I wanted to come with her, but she stopped us. Don't you want to go back home to your own mothers? May the Lord give each of you another husband and in a home of your own. My sister-in-law went back home, but I stayed with Naomi. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. When I married Naomi's son, she became my family, and where she goes, I go. The Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. It seems that Israel's famine has finally ended, Natan. Uh, not everyone has recovered, Boaz. Many people have come to glean from us this year. God has blessed us with more barley than we need. Should we not share that blessing with our neighbors? Yes. And the wheat is nearly ripe. We'll be harvesting that soon as well. Natan, who is that young woman over there? Ah, she's a woman who came back with Naomi. 
I think her name is Ruth. So that is Ruth. Natan, let her gather grain among the sheaves. Pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. And make sure the men don't bother her. But there are dozens of gleaners out there. What is so special about this one? Do as I asked. And don't give her a hard time. Her life has been difficult enough. The man I worked with today is named Boaz. Boaz? He's one of my family's relatives. He took care of us all day, and he was good and kind and generous. Generous? If he was generous, we'd be bringing home real food instead of just ingredients. Boaz did tell me to come back and stay in his field until the entire harvest is completed. Good. Do as he said, my daughter. You'll be safe with him. God has a plan for Ruth's future. My lord. When you gather grain, don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. What have I done to deserve such kindness? I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know. But I also know about everything you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I've heard how you left your father and mother to live here among complete strangers. I pray that the Lord, God of Israel, will reward you for what you have done. You have comforted me by speaking so kindly. It is lunchtime. Come, help yourself to some food. Tonight, Boaz will be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Now, do as I tell you. Put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Then, go to the threshing floor. But don't let Boaz see you until he has finished eating and drinking. He will sleep there to protect his crops from thieves. Be sure to notice where he lies down. Then go. Cover his feet. Stay there. Boaz will tell you what to do. servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your covering over me, for you are a close relative. What is she doing? Ruth is following an ancient Israelite custom. When a man wants to marry a woman, he covers her with his cloak to claim her as his bride. She's proposing to him? It would appear so. The Lord bless you. This shows how loyal you are to your family. You could have looked for a younger man, but you didn't. It's true that I am one of the relatives that is supposed to take care of you. But there is someone who is an even closer relative. Stay here until morning. Then I will find out if your other relative is willing to look after you. Huh? He is not going to marry her? But he said he's supposed to take care of her. Shh, shh, shh. If he isn't, 
I promise by the living God to do it myself. Now go back to sleep until morning. Naomi has come back from Moab and is selling the land that belonged to her husband. You are his closest relative and have the right to buy the property. If you want it, you can buy it now. I will buy it. Now, if you do buy it from Naomi, you must also marry her daughter-in-law, Ruth. Then I can't buy the land because I already have a family of my own. You may buy it yourself. You are witnesses that I have bought the property of Naomi's husband, and that I have agreed to marry Ruth the Moabite. So Boaz took Ruth into his home, and she became his wife. Then Ruth had a son, and they named the baby Obed. Obed became the father of Jesse, and the grandfather of David, the king of Israel. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much. That's a powerful uh, video that we just watched. And um, my name is Pastor Joyce, and uh, today I'll be sharing a word with you guys. And um, thank you so much for everyone that has tuned in uh, this afternoon. I believe God is going to speak uh, through me this afternoon. Again, my name is Pastor Joyce. Okay, welcome. The, today's topic is about choose. And I've as we just watched the video of uh, Naomi and Ruth, it's a very interesting story. So I encourage each and every one of us to go back and read the whole chapter, if you can. Because that's when we get to understand. Today I won't be able to go into details, but um, uh, I will do my best to, to bring the word of God as the way the Holy Spirit wants me to do it. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come before you, God, with thanksgiving in my heart. I just want to say thank you. Even I'm about to deliver your message, oh God. I pray that Holy Spirit, you may speak through me, oh God, with clarity in the name of Jesus. Thank you for each and every person that is here this afternoon, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless them indeed. In Jesus' name, I pray and believe. Amen. Amen. My topic today is about choose. When you hear about choose, I don't know what comes in your mind, but for me, it's, um, it's about who do you want to serve? You cannot serve two masters at the same time. Is it God? Are you on God's side? Or where are you? As we, we get to go deeper into the word of God this afternoon, I believe that we will get the clear picture of um, of how things go, even at this time of, you know, there's so many things going around, you find yourself stuck. And sometimes you question, even as grown-ups, I'm so happy because we are, I'm speaking to children, to grown-ups, and uh, it's just, sometimes maybe the children will look at us and they're like, do they really get discouraged at one point? But I want to tell you this afternoon that, yes, we do get discouraged. I always say that um, uh, it's how you come out 
of the situation because as long as you're in this world, you will go through trials and tribulations. And that is what we are going to look at today. Even as we look at the people in the Bible, people like Moses, like Ruth, just Ruth and Naomi, we just watched a video, a powerful video right now. Elijah and all those people, how were they able even to maneuver in their daily lives? You know, so you need to set the priorities so that you can choose the best path forward. Everybody, the grown ups and the children, it doesn't matter whether you're 96 or you're one year old. You know, even as I introduced my topic, I wanted to read um, in the book of Philippians 1 6. This is a verse that really encourages me. Every time I feel down, every time I feel like I'm giving up, this is where I go and, and I just read. And it has really helped me ever since I was young until now. And it says, Philippians 1, 6, He who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Our mighty God has a plan for your life. Before you were born, the word of God says he knew you. He doesn't intend to stop in the midst of you know, on of storm. Sometimes you feel like maybe he's quiet whenever you're going through stuff and you're like, maybe the Lord has left my side. But no, he says in his word, he who began a good work in you will be able to take it to accomplishment. So I want to I want to encourage us this afternoon that it doesn't matter what you're going through. And like I said, even being in Christ, it doesn't mean that your life will be smooth. It's how you come out of that situation. The one who composed songs of the birds, you know, he's everything. God fashioned uh, the planets from the sun. He is God. He is the most powerful God. And as he says in his word, he will never leave you. He will never leave you. He will never leave us. He's not a man that he should lie. And so today, even as we continue even to look and to, to, you know, to go through his word, I just wanted us to know that no matter what, don't you ever, choose any other place than in God's place, in God's presence because you will always we will always come out victorious and nowadays I say you know when I was young and as, as I'm speaking to children right now I used to think like you know sometimes maybe you've been praying for something for a long time maybe you prayed for a sick person to get healed and then they die and sometimes people tend to to leave God because of that you know and you're like uh, why did God heal this person that I was praying for but I want to tell you even in death he is still God. You know, it doesn't matter how he does his thing. Um, and I think there's a verse that says in the Bible, I don't remember it, that he says, um, in death and in life, to God is the same. You know? And, uh, and, but as a child, and, and, and even some grown-ups, sometimes we don't understand um, why even sometimes I hear people asking, uh, why do people of God even get sick? You know? But as long as you're in this world, the sicknesses will come. And God is still God, the God rapper we serve, you know? And if he chooses to heal you, he is still God. If he chooses not, you're still God. My question is when, if it, for example, you become sick or that person has died, where is he? What is he? Is he saved? Is he going to see God when he dies? That is what I keep on saying. It's how you come out of it, even in death, because there is life after death, whether we like it, whether we believe it or not. As long as you have given and confessed Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you will be able to, to live well even after life here on earth. So when, I, when we say that, when we come to Christ that we have everything, I want us to bear in mind that however God chooses to deliver us from what we are going through, he will never change. He is still God and he's still a mighty God. 
Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much. So as I continue, I would like to ask to read uh, in the book of Exodus, and Solomon is going to open with us. I won't be able to explain everything, but this is a story of Moses, you know, and um, we, we want to see how he came out of, you know, of all these trials and tribulations. Come on, Solomon, go ahead. Thank you. Okay. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within bush, the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Solomon. Now we see like here in the Moses, Moses was just a, a normal guy. You know, he was just tending to his own flocks and, and, and Jesus and God just appears to him and, and speaks to him, you know? So that is why I began by saying that we, we should always be ready. We need to know what is our purpose. As you ask yourself, what is your purpose in this life? When you realize what, what God created you for, because when you read even in, in the book of uh, Jeremiah 29, that I have plans for you, plans for prosperity and not disaster, you know? So you begin to ask God, why am I on this earth? And that's the beginning of all understanding. You begin even to understand uh, how God works and, and the, the power of God in your life, because God will never wish you anything bad. Like I say that I, I began, to, most of the time we tend to look like now when the coronavirus came and everything. Do you know so many people were like, you know, there's no God. How can if there's God? He couldn't stop this. One time I was really worried, and this is a true story about myself. And I, I was like, you know, when the, this pandemic started, and I heard the voice of God asking me, I've protected you from so many, so many things that you didn't even know about. So what is this that you're so scared? This is just because it has come out and everyone knows what it is. But how about the things that I protected, I protected you without even your knowledge? So once you begin to realize that, and then you, you will be able to choose who to serve with all your soul, with all everything that you have. Because you know whoever you're, 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 uh, you're, you're serving that is God is more than able to take you to even to the other side, you know. And we will always come out victorious. And I say again, it doesn't matter how he chooses to do it. He is still God. That should not make us change our minds. Thank you. And then the next one is Deborah. Please read for us Ruth, um, Ruth 1.5. Deborah, please read for us. Ruth, are you there, Deborah? Yeah. Both Marlon and Karen also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Amen, amen, amen. That's a video that we just watched, the book of, um, the, the story of Naomi and Ruth, that very sad where at one point she had to choose that and say that uh, wherever you go, I'll be with you. And that is what? we should be talking even to ourselves when it comes to God. That no matter what, no matter what we go through, no matter whether we are happy or sad, whether we have food on our tables, whether we have clothes or we don't have, we should always yearn to be just at the feet of Jesus. Because like I said, he is more than capable of doing and giving and providing all these things we ask for. You know, he's able to heal us. He's able to, he's able to do everything that we ask for. We just need to be to trust in him with all our hearts. 
you know when he when we were, I was watching this video and I was like, wow, how many of us will do will do that? You you just make up your mind and you say, I am not leaving. I'm going to stay with you. And that is what we should be doing even with God. That no matter what, nothing is more important than fulfilling it. Nothing is more important than being at the feet of Jesus. Nothing is more fulfilling that, that, than just knowing that uh, no matter what, that God is still there and there's nothing can change even about no matter what. And we go ahead and... Uh, uh, can Brian read for us First Kings nineteen ten, please? First Kings nineteen ten. He replied, "Have I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty? The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too." Amen, amen. You see, at certain a point of life, we all get to that point whereby we just feel like we are stuck, unable to move even forward. And, and like I said, when I start, I began, sometimes even we question, are we really in our purpose? Are we really doing the right thing? Um, am I supposed to do that? So you see, even here, when we look at it, um, I mean, um, when we look at Elijah, there was a time that he came to that point, and he was telling God, I've been so faithful, I've been so zealous about, about your stuff and your things, but uh, he kind of felt alone, you know? And that is the time when you feel alone, that's the time that, that God is always there, even closer to you than you can even think. That is what I've come to realize. I like to give uh, my story a lot uh, for the people who listen to me. Um, uh, I know for sure, for sure, God hears prayers because as for me, as uh, my testimony, when I, you know, I was just a teenager when I lost, you know, my parents and stuff like that. And, and there were points I was like, but I was like, maybe I'll never make it. Maybe I'll never, but I trusted in Jesus with all my heart. I actually, the people who know me, they know those, you could not tell me anything that my God cannot do. That is how serious I was. And I'm coming to that point. When it comes to the things of God, I think it's about time, even as Christians, to become radical, you know, whereby nobody can change your mind concerning God, concerning Jesus Christ. Because if he says he's going to do something, believe me, he will do it. Sometimes he does things, um, not the way we want it and the way we expect it, but if you're keen and you sit down and you truly believe in God, you will always find an answer in the things that the Lord has done. Only that maybe he didn't do it exactly the same way you wanted, but he always does it. I remember, for my example, as I give this testimony, when I, when I, when I, before I came to America, it came as a dream. It, it began in my mind. I began to see myself uh, you know, abroad. Yeah, and I can tell you, and I, I'm glad because I'm speaking to children, because when you're a child, you, you, when you believe, you believe. Sometimes adults, it's kind of hard because of the things we have gone through, and, and I don't know, but I want us to, be, to have that mind of a child. Sometimes it's good to have that mind of a child, you know? And so when, before I came to abroad, to cut the long story short, because of time, I began to see it in my mind that one day I'll go abroad. I didn't have anything. If I can tell you the truth, um, I used to work as a secretary because I was, I was just done with school, you know, my uh, high school, and uh, I got a job. The job was not like, you know, because I don't have any college experience, so I didn't have a good job. So whatever I was working, it was just something very small. But you see, when God began to put those ideas, and I'm saying God because it's God that put ideas in your mind, he was not... I was not perplexed. 
So I began to work towards the goal and the purpose that God has shown me in my life that one day I will be somebody. I did not look at my situation of how it looked like. Because if I had sat down and looked at myself, I would have said, first of all, I don't have parents. Nobody. How, can, how am I going to go? But I want to go real quick. As I began to believe of the idea that God put in my heart, that I began to sing it, I began to say it, I began to tell my friends that one day I will go to America. I don't know how. And some of them laughed at me because, and I can't really blame them because they were like, how? You don't have anybody there. But I knew my God will open a way no matter what. I don't know how. And this is how it happened. Again, I'm cutting this long. Sorry, one week to my wedding, which was in May, sometimes May in 2003, I won green card. That was just the beginning of God unfolding the puzzle that he had already shown me that one day I'll be in abroad. And guess what? The person who was supposed to, to bring me to America and pay my everything was my husband, who is Pastor John. But imagine if I had doubted God and say, you know what, God, you're kidding me. How am I going to go? I will not have seen the end, of the, the end of the idea that he had begun to plant in me. What am I trying to say here, children? God will always show you your purpose in life. You just have to be keen and listen, even to the, to the, uh, to the grown-ups, you know. God will always put that idea in your mind. You just need not to doubt it. You just begin to, I don't care how it's crazy it looks like, because sometimes God will put big dreams in your mind. Even now, he still speaks to me, and he puts dreams in my life that sometimes I cannot even begin to fathom. I'm like, God, are you for real? But I have come to realize that every time God wants to do something, he does not give you the whole picture. He will start in bits. It's up to you to take that word and believe in it. And so as we read in Elijah, you see here, he's asking himself, I have been so, you know, zealous about you, but I kind of feel alone. He questions. So this is normal. All I'm saying is this is normal to everybody, you know, even grown-ups, children don't be fooled. Yes, we question sometimes and we are like, really, are we really on the right track? And that's the most important time. That's the time you go back on your knees and seek God diligently. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, counsel, please read for us Ezekiel um, 1 and 1. Ezekiel 1 and 1. It says, in the 13th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kabar River, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you imagine he was in captive and while he was there, he saw heaven. And what I want to say is in the, in the midst of storm, that is where God comes so powerful in our life. Let me tell you, in the midst of our storm, that is when God, I think I like to say he likes to show off on those situations. Those situations that nobody will, I can even say like, you know, people who have left you, even your own relatives, your family, nobody's believing you. That's the time God comes so mighty and powerful to show that he is God and he's still your father. No matter what, he, is, he will still deliver you from whatever you're going through. And so that is what uh, that is how why I began by saying our topic today is choose. Even as we begin to tackle and see all these men of God and women of God that went through the same things, and I keep on saying the Bible keeps repeating itself. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything that we have gone through, if we take time to read our Bibles, these people went went through the same stuff, and some of them were even extreme. Because sometimes I tend to think, I look at the people, even that how they died in the Bible, those people who served God, you know, with all their heart, people like John the Baptist, he was, for heaven's sake, he was cut his head off. We haven't gotten there. So what is, what is it that can separate us from the love of God? Seriously, 
What is it that can separate us? We have not gone through that. And these people, yet they refuse to deny God. They refuse with all their heart. They said, no, no matter what, we are going to stand. So today, as I talk to you, we got to choose. Where are we? Are we on God's side or on, on, on the enemy's side? But the choice you make will determine of how you're going to come out. Because, and then again, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot, have, you cannot be on God's side and at the same time be on the enemy's side. You have to choose. And that's why I began by saying it's a high time even for Christians, for me, to become radical for Christ. I mean, we got to love God with all I have that we are able even to defend. I don't want to use that word, but... All I'm saying is you can stand and say, no matter what, my God is alive and there's no way I'm going to renounce him. I'm going, there's no way I will deny him in Jesus' name. So, Leanne, uh, can you read for us um, in the book of Matthew, please? Matthew okay. 26 and 75. Okay. Then Peter mm -hmm. remembered the word Jesus had spoken before the rooster crows you will disown me three times and he went mm -hmm. outside and wept, wept bitterly amen amen i like this book of peter of matthew because it shows um how vulnerable we can be even as human beings you see peter here can you imagine that's why the lord said that he knew us even before we were born. because here we see jesus talking to him and telling him Already before this happens, I already know what you're going to do. And Peter is like, hmm, me? No, I'm not going to do that. But God is the one who created you. So he knows you inside out. And he began to say, he says, before the rooster crowds, you will cry. You will deny me three times. But I want to thank God for Peter. And that is, I, I like to be like Peter. He went out and wept bitterly, meaning he repented. I say that the difference between Judas and Peter is, uh, is that Peter repented, but Judas refused because of pride, I guess. He had too much pride. And sometimes those egos and pride can get along, you know, in our lives. And uh, uh, we, 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 we kind of find ourselves not seeing what God had meant in our lives because of the pride. But once you realize that you have gone out of God's way and, and you've, you've, you've sinned, it is always, uh, it's, it's very imperative of you to come back you know, and just um, humble yourself and repent because you know, we are not perfect. We are human beings. Children, as I speak to you, uh, uh, we all we also sin. We also go astray. Yeah, nobody can uh, should lie to you and say that we are the most perfect people. No, we all we always go astray, and and that is why we say everyone needs to be very close to God. And and uh, from whether you're one or ninety six or you know, you we all, we all need God. Nobody is perfect. We all need God. Amen. Amen. Um, Amani, please read John 20 and 24. Amani, are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes. I can hear you. Can Go ahead and John 20 and 24. John 20, verse 24. John 20, verse 24. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Amen, amen, amen. Now, the doubting Thomas, again, because of time, we don't get to go through all those uh, um, uh, stories. I, I encourage you to go back and read the whole thing so that you can understand. 
that uh, they, uh, w- when you hear Thomas, you just remember how he even doubted when when um when he was told that Jesus, you know, is back and everything. He he kind of doubted about it. He wanted to see with his own eyes. So I asked myself, how many times have we doubted God? Even as we read that, but how many times have we doubted God? Like I told you, when I began, I tra- began with the testimony. Can you imagine if I had not believed God that of what he, the idea he had put in my mind of me being abroad? If I had doubted him, I kid you not, I would not be here today. I will not be here today. I will not be the person I am today. And as I speak to you, I, I want the kids to listen to this, that God can give you these really big ideas. All you need to do is just trust. Don't look at your surrounding and think like, oh, my God, I cannot go to that school. How? My grades are not even up to that grade. I, don't, I can't even afford. I don't, you don't think. When God puts that something in your mind or that, you know, that whatever he had already spoken, he knows he's going to take care of it. Like I started by saying, when I, when I God put that idea of me coming to abroad, I didn't have money. I didn't have nothing. If I tell you what I used to earn, you know, I was just calculating when I started. I think it was like $30 a month. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I know you guys are laughing because can you imagine $30 a month? What is $30 a month? That is the salary I started with. And here is God trying to tell me that one day you'll go abroad. Uh, uh, but like I told you, when I was a little girl, uh, I, I was I was radical. I did not joke with my God. I trusted in God. Like even now, I still trust in God. But I I feel like sometimes I've, I've because you know sometimes as you grow older and things we tend to go back a little bit, and that is what I'm refusing now. And I'm saying I want to trust my God. That that's like the little child. That the way a, a little child will just believe that the parents must provide food no matter what, even if things in the kitchen is not looking like anything is being cooked. The child will always believe that something will good will come out of the kitchen because the mom and dad cannot fail. All I'm saying is how many times have we questioned ourselves this afternoon? Have we doubted God? And yet God says he's, he's more than able even to do whatever we can even, we cannot even think this afternoon. Whatever we cannot even think, God is able. You are created for an ever, ever lasting, flourishing, thriving life. Jesus says, and that is in the book of John 10, 10, as we continue. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The Bible says, be willing, be, be happy. Be, be. You need to be excited to serve Lord, to serve the Lord. I get excited when I'm doing the things of God. I really, because I actually, I say this is, it really, it's really a privilege to serve God, you know? You know how privileged we are even to, to sit down today just to listen to the word of God? Because um, there's so many people who are, are, are just doing their own things right now and, and they're, they're in places where they're not supposed to be. But we have chose to be at the feet of Jesus. Not because we don't have anything to do. Not because uh, we, we don't matter. Not because, but we have humbled ourselves just to sit and listen to the word of God. Because I say, you never know where God can come from. You know, we never go where God will speak. You never know where. That is why I encourage even as Christians to be able to, to support to support one another in, in, in even in various ministries. Because sometimes I keep on thinking I come from Kenya, 
and I know most of the kids here have never been, maybe you've never gotten to live there. And I remember whereby we used to have morning glory, lunch hour, and stuff like that. And people used to pop in into any church. You didn't tell us the church you go on Sundays, and you just go there and just seek God and cry to God. And many of the miracles, actually, if you ask people, like now, if you ask them, more of, more, most of the answered prayers happen in the churches, not in their home churches, but in the places where they used maybe to pop in and just for morning glory and you just go in and God would meet you there and answer your prayers. And God is asking us to come back, you know, and I really, uh, I'm really humbled even for the people because I know here in Living Effectively, we, we are gathered, people go to their own churches, but this is not a church, you know, but you choose to come and listen because you believe in what God is doing. And I believe as Christians, if we unify as the body of Christ, and begin to see one another as one, that we are serving one God. I think we, are, we will be able to conquer a lot of the things that even we go in this world. Then despising one another, and uh, it is my cry. Seriously, it's my cry, because I ask myself, if the God I serve is the same, same God you serve, why can't you come join me in prayers? Why can't you come join me, even in listening to the word of God? So the devil is a lie, is using this as an excuse. You know, people are like, oh, that's not my church. So I will not go. But you never know where God will come from. Really, you don't know. That is why we go even in YouTube and listen to people that we have never met. And most of the, sometimes you, you get to listen and your life is changed right there. And this person, you don't even know them, you know? And you, as you listen to God, as we humble ourselves, as we unify as the body of Christ, I believe God will do marvelous and mighty things in our mind. Because if we have purpose to serve that one God and to love one another, clearly like, like seriously, without hypocrisy, I believe God will come in a mighty way. And even all these things that we face, if we unite as Christians, uh, we will be able to conquer them. Because sometimes I feel like the enemy is laughing at us. When, whenever we have, we have those uh, discord, we are not, we are separated. Um, he's, he's, he's taking advantage of, our, of us not being together. He takes advantage of that. And he begins to, to do whatever it takes to make sure that we are never together. And today, because we are here listening, uh, you know, to the word of God, anyone that is under my voice, I, it is my cry that we may go back to God seriously and seek him. Because the word of God says, seek me with all your heart. And all these things that you're looking for will be added unto you. I told you as a little girl, I began to seek God. Seriously, I began to know God to myself. That's just me. When I began to know God to myself, so many things changed, you know? And God began to, 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 to even to show me how, how to, he began to, how can I put it? He began to arrange my life, <laughs> you know, because I, I tell you, if you don't stay in God, the enemy, he, he doesn't job. He will, he will disrupt your life and make it, and make you go to where you are not supposed to be. He, he doesn't care. But once you seek God and God is so gentle, he's so just, he's so, he will never force himself into anything. I say to myself, right now, I had friends that we, we were going through, maybe them, they were going through even more, more serious stuff than me. But because of my seeking God, and I began to say, you know what? I will not let you go, God, until you bless me, God. I will not let you go until you change my life. He distinguished me among my equals. Because when I look, I had friends. We were in the same, you know, in the same boat. 
But then they got stuck wherever they are, and some of them even died. Some of them even, you know, they're, they're just hopeless right now. And I, God forbid, because we are supposed to pray for one another, and I pray for them. And I sometimes I feel like when I look at the young people, I say, if only you can open your eyes and just know that all these things will come to pass. But the word of God will never pass. The word of God will never pass. And everything I have is because of God. It's because God is the one who has given it. And he says the riches of God will add no sorrow. You know, once you get things from God, you will not, you will, you, you will not suffer. You know, you will, you will not. The, the, the things of God come with a blessing. But when you seek those things outside, they, you will pay the consequences, whether you like it or not. So it's, it's always better to be in, the, in, in, in God. Amen, amen. Marianne, please read for us uh, 2 Corinthians 2, okay. 12. Now, when I went to churches to preach the gospel of Christ, found that the Lord had opened a door for me. I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. Amen, amen, amen. Like, like I said, but because of time, I see time is that It's always uh, good to go back and just read about it. Um, and the Lord has continues to reveal to us. All I'm saying tonight, um, as we continue, we need to choose where we need to be. You know, if it's God, make up your mind. And for you to be able to choose even where you ought to be, you need to confess. You need to get saved, you know, and say that Jesus is your personal savior. There is no shortcut whatsoever. There is no shortcut. If you can mute that person, please. Some noise in the background. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. You muted me, <laughs> but that's fine. I'm back. Yeah. What I'm saying is, we it's about time we make up our minds. Uh, if we are serving God, let's serve God with all our hearts. And I, even as we continue, please. Um, the last person to read was uh, Calvin. Please read Revelation one nine. Amen, amen. Was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God. Amen. complicated legal document. And at the same will, Amen. There's some voices in the background. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, yeah, that's Apostle John right there in the Revelation. And even as we conclude, I, I wanted also to, you know, to read in the book of First Corinthians 15:58. It's around Apostle Paul proclaims. So now, beloved ones. Stand firm, stable, and enduring. Live your lives with unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper in and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with our Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. Amen, amen, amen. So there's, 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 there's just gladness. There's just fulfilling when you, are, you know you're in the Lord. I started by saying, it doesn't matter how God answers the prayers. You know, sometimes he chooses to answer because he is God, he's our creator. He's the creator of the universe. He's the creator of everybody here. And so he will never give you what you don't, what is not good for you. That's all I, I like to say that. So 
I have learned to be content with whatever God has chosen to give me and however God has decided to, you know, to answer my prayers. You can't be stuck and live abundantly at the same time. Like I said, again, you have to choose. You can't be stuck and live abundantly. So you got to choose a way of moving forward. And which is the way of moving forward? Following Christ. He has all the answers. Following Christ. Following Christ. You cannot be discouraged while keeping your spiritual intensity in God's service. You cannot be always, you're always talking about discouragement and how, how, how horrible you feel, how, how, and yet God says there's, there's joy in, in me and, you know, and I'm not saying that those days will not come, for clearly they will come, you know, uh, but you, when you're in God, you will always learn, I have learned even as a grown up at my age, when I feel so overwhelmed, I have learned to kneel down and just be quiet in the presence of God. And sometimes I tell God, I don't understand <clears throat> what is going on, but God, if, if, if possible, please reveal it to me that I may, I may understand. And the Lord, because of time I'm not able to share again, the Lord has, has, has been always to show me. Sometimes I feel like maybe briefly, sometimes I feel my spirit is so disturbed. And I want to tell you, children too, when you feel your spirit is so disturbed, that's the time to go down on your knees and pray. I remember before my mom died, God showed to me, but I was, I was in, in high school. I didn't know how to go about it. So I, was, I always asked if I had prayed about it concerning that. Maybe my mom would have been alive. I don't know for sure, but uh, but I don't know if God was just telling me the result. That was, you know, it was around November when I had a dream. I saw it in dream. And the Bible says, too, as if he's your friend, he will, he will be revealing stuff. Before they happen, he will show you. So most of the time when you feel, and oh, God has shown you something like that, it's always good to pray. So anyway, my mom, I, I, I saw his uh, casket and I saw her burial. And being a young girl, I just woke up and I shared with, I remember I was very sad. <laughs> I shared with my friends, you know, you know, I used to be in the Christian Union, whatever, you know, those who understand about it in high school. So they prayed, we prayed and they told me, oh no, that's, that's just, those are just dreams, nothing will happen. And lo and behold, that was in November. And the next year, March, my mom died. All I'm saying is God will always, will always reveal it to you if you stay close to him. And that's the time, by the way, I got, I got saved when I was older, when I was in high school towards the end. So when I began to walk with God, like seriously, I became so radical and loving God with all my heart and, and there's nothing you would have said that would put me down or anything. That is the time God began to talk to me seriously, even putting these big ideas and big dreams. All I'm encouraging you this morning, this afternoon, is to stay close to God. God is everything we need. In God, we have everything. Because of time, um, I wanted just to uh, leave you with these three things. Consider what's best. Yeah, if you can write down if you're writing. And then clarify what's best. The priority of loving God. The priority of loving people. Yes, let's love people, guys. Let's love people. And the priority of loving ourselves. Again, you cannot love people if you don't love yourself. That is why we even have this, you know, youth, youth uh, uh, talks, you know, because we need to realize when you know who you are in Christ and who you are and your purpose, you will begin to love yourself. And again, choose. The third one is choose what's best. Courage to embrace your limitations. Courage to eliminate your distractions. Yes, you've got to eliminate your distractions. Even as an adult, I try my best not to, I try my best to focus on what God has called me for. You know, and then commit to what's best. Grab on God's priorities. Always put God first. No matter what, anything you're doing, please make God your priority. Because if you don't make God your priority, you will not succeed. Period. You will not succeed. You will not succeed. 
Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much. Um, if there's anybody that needs to be prayed for, this is um, the time before we wind up. Um, and may the Lord bless you so much. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor, Pastor Joyce, are you are you done or you're going to pray? Amen. Amen. If there's no one, then we can pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you, God, again. Thank you for such a powerful moment that we've had, oh God. I just want to lift each and every person in this um in this uh in, in this gathering to this afternoon, God. So many of us are going through uh stuff that we cannot even speak. So I lift them at your able hand, oh God. If there's any one of us that is aiming, oh God, if there's anyone in our midst that is lacking rent, if there's anyone in the midst that doesn't have food, oh God, my Lord, my Savior, my Jehovah Jireh, as I have given this testimony of the things you have done in my life, God. I know you are still the same, same God. You are going to be able to move in each and every person and meet them at the very point of need. From the children to the adults, oh God, move in a mighty way, oh God. If there's any orphan in our midst, oh God, my Lord, my Savior, you are sending people for help. If there's any widows and widowers, oh God, just the other day, I was just thinking, I was just, I sat down in my house, my Lord, my Savior, brethren, this is what I was thinking. I began to miss my husband so much but a question popped, popped in my mind and i began to ask for those who have lost their partners where do they what do they do because for me i have those expectations oh god of seeing my husband god willing oh god soon but this widower or widow is sitting in his house and the husband or the wife is in the grave what do they do god and so this moment god i lift them into your able hand oh god i pray that god you may send comfort in those homes oh god if they are lacking anything you're providing in the name of Jesus. If there's any one of us that is not saved, oh God, my Lord, myself, I pray that you may prompt their hearts to know you, God, because there is no going to heaven without accepting you as our personal Savior, oh God, as we continue to meet in this living effective because there shall be salvation emotionally, physically, oh God, as you take us from glory to glory, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray and believe there's anything, Holy Spirit, that I haven't prayed for this afternoon, I pray that you may continue to pray for us in Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for the powerful, powerful word. And there is nothing that is going to separate us from the love of God. Thank you for the powerful word for today. And I hope everybody is blessed. Um, so we are going to welcome uh, Kahoot. Uh, it's, your, it's your time. Welcome. 